Here we go, spring of 2021. This is the 1080 Outdoors Podcast Land Management Series, where our main focus is pursuing the truth for everyday hunters like you. I wouldn't say it's kind of an FU, it's definitely an FU. Chronicle and document how our season's going and give you real-time updates, overall land management practices. You have to find a way to hunt big buck where they are. Welcome to the 1080 Outdoors Podcast, episode 83. The birds are singing, the weather and the temperature are on an upward climb and we are getting the spring itch to talk about turkeys. We discuss should you stay or should you go, get into a little bit about frost seeding and how frost seeding season has snuck up on us. But episode 83, we're back into turkey talk. We talk a little bit about um, some deer management and how we got pigs on the farm now. Thanks for listening, everybody, and enjoy episode 83. All right, we are live. I got Jeffrey here and Jed, and we are going into turkeys. But before we do, there is a large beef that must be settled. Person sitting. Speaking this, of beef, yeah. Speaking yeah, of beef, I mean that's a person fair. sitting. So we're jumping into it right at off the this beginning. table. Sends a Snapchat to the group this week. He was cooking up some prime. Grade choice, T-Bones. From Sidey Hollow Farms. Farms. <clears throat> com. 1080 Outdoors promo code, 15% off. Been getting used a couple times. like to see people coming through. Um, then he, Jed calls him out because there's ranch in the picture. And he's like, what do, you, what do you have ranch on the table for? I agreed with the comment but i was like obviously it must be it must yeah. be a salad or like some Carrots. Are you something weird are you referring did you see it on in the background or was it on the plate no it was in the background yeah, okay. was in the ba- that's why i was so absolutely then, shocked so then i did so th- Admit- okay that you admitted to it because you yeah. could easily just avoid it see i remember <laughs> yes. taking okay. the picture and it was on the side of the plate but i remember purposely cropping it out <laughs> To avoid it, and but I when you said you saw it, I was like, oh, they must have seen it on the plate. Like I didn't realize it was in the background because we did have salad with it. So I was like, oh. So dude. he could have just That's played so dumb and been like, well, I would never put yeah. that on steak because I'm a normal person. Nope, just right out the gate. Like, yeah, I put it on my steak. Not a shame. Like, what? I, I you are the most disgusting type of human I have ever met. Thank you. The only I, re- the only I reason I will not bury you on this is because I think I have used ranch with steak bites as an appetizer in a restaurant. Steak quality was nothing near that. I, I so you cut a piece of T-bone and you look at that piece of steak and you dip it into ranch and then eat it. That's well, what you do. Like how much dipping cor- do you do? Correct. Um, like how often? Is it I every bite? bite? I would say about every other. Really? Yeah. I just so you don't look at it like a cheese curd, you don't like use it as much as you would with like fries or a cheese. Curd. Correct, but another. I mean, am I gonna get whatever? I'll get criticized maybe. I, ajou because you should. Is would ajou also be inappropriate yeah. in this sense? Oh, I don't yeah. really ever. I've never used it. I've never. I've never. I can't say it. I've ever used it on a T bone. I've used it with like prime rib, um, which is also an abomination. For real? Yeah. They serve it for a reason. Yeah, because. F- I mean, <sighs> they're hiding fucking this. France, man. Defect, deficiencies. That's what they're hiding. Yeah. The only the only time you need to dip something is because it's not good by itself, and a steak is pretty fucking good by itself. Well, depending where it comes from. 
and what cut. True. But a T-bone f- from the place that you got it from, I'm confident that's good quality. It wasn't bad quality. I'm not saying it was, and I'm not saying it needed well, the it, masking. I just, I prefer. You just decided to mask it. Do you just like yeah. do a little tickle dip? No, I'm yeah, sure I'm he dredges it. it. I'm, I'm not sure drenching he dredges it like it. it's falling off, like it's completely submerged in a white substance. Like are you are you are you placing it into the ranch, hitting the bottom, and then dragging out, or are you just lightly little? Tip? It's a it's a it's a a tip tickle. I mean, if you want to call it that. You don't like ranch anyways, though, Jed. Hey, hey, if no, it makes I don't. Any, if it makes any difference, it's the highest quality of ranch that's made, in my opinion. Hidden Valley. What else would I use? Not ranch at yeah, all. Jed just doesn't like ranch. You, I'm, I'm are you, like, ranch? a condiment fan at all? Like, anything? Mayonnaise. Oh, mayo. Like, on just... Burgers. Fries. Cheese curds. No, I don't, I don't dip... No, I don't dip fries or curds in anything. Oh, really? Yeah. I've seen you do it before, I feel like. Maybe. But like not, it's not a habit mm. that I have. I would say I've eaten way more French fries with nothing on it. Well, salt. Yeah, and I would vinegar, say. But. I guess I can. I'll I'll agree with you on that because I feel like when you see a thing of fries, you just you're shoving them in your mouth so quickly. Yeah, I don't and fuck like around. And like handful chunks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Here's a weird question: if, When you have a burger and fries laying in front of you. All of the burger, then all of the fries. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. But it's one or the other. You don't... Di- I don't mix. Oh. See, I do the same thing. Yeah. And people look at me. Usually, I go fries first. Because okay. I want... The burger looks mm-hmm. good, usually. And I'm like... People are like, why haven't you eaten your burger yet? Well, I haven't finished my fries. Yeah. Like, I, it's one, I knew where one you were, then the other. I knew where you were going with that. And I would give you a high five, except I'm so fucking <laughs> disgusted with the fact that you put ranch on a steak. Hey, I, I don't think that's as bad as if I just done ketchup or something. That'd have been worse. It's equal. Nah. It's equal. Yes, it it's is. It's the exact same. It's a higher quality sauce. Um, but anyway, I'm glad that I'm not the only one that eats one section and then the other section of the plate. You know? I think that's stupid. That's fine. Think it. I don't care. So Thanksgiving dinner, you have mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. like stuffing, mm-hmm. beans. No. The the. <laughs> The, Remy, knock it off. We got some dogs going after chickens here. <laughs> the exception. Well, she, she's not used to it. She, I could see her actually biting yeah, one's head. The one. exception, yeah. though, is when you mix corn in with potatoes. Yeah, 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 obviously. I mean, is it? can I go as far as to say Sidey Hollow Farm corn? Yeah, we had sweet corn last year. We'll have a lot more this year. Okay. I didn't know if that was out there yet. Might keep thing. it a secret because it's kind of good. And it's, it's really good. But... All right, let's move past it. No. I mean, what else What else do you need to attack me about? Just, I want to reemphasize how terrible of a human I view you as now. Wow. What else do you question about him? Everything. Like, really? Yeah, just the fact that he's still... Well, and then he made it worse today by being just afraid of mud. Like, will not go near it. Okay. Yeah, you... It should and be noted and that I have to work after this. And I, I'm in my work clothes. Well, that was a fucking mistake. Have you looked outside? <laughs> There's four feet less snow today than there was two days ago. What'd you think? It just wasn't going to be muddy? Well, Do you think? I'm starting to think you don't. I suppose. We're a person down and someone's got to get here. attacked. I would have. I'm starting to feel I, bad for him. I, I still. I would have had no problem today not getting worked up, not being mad at somebody. But you really just. Turned you, turned you over, huh? You just made me. Um, <laughs> so you think, do you think the ranch with the T-bone is worse than barbecue sauce on a tenderloin? Uh, I think it's the same thing. Yeah, it's an equal. I, 
Like I would say the only reason why the, the back strap is worse because was it a loin or a back strap? Well, that's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> it was like why, I guess I don't know how he. What? Why? Why can't I think of the instant? tenderloin? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, loin. Tenderloin instead of loin. Was it on the inside or the outside? I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna have chicken murder pretty soon. Hey, all right, I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna put my foot down here and I'm gonna physically tell her no. All right, had a little break there. Me and Remy, we know we've had a pretty good week together. Uh, Kenzie's been gone, so it's our first uh, extended period of time together. I don't, I don't dislike her anymore. I'm starting to like her. I don't like puppies. A lot of and work. here's the deal: I didn't consider this before when I freaked out. <laughs> so we had a chicken that got mur- we had a chicken that lost its life this winter, early in the winter, got murdered. Um, found a foot. That confirmed the murder about a month later. Because originally I thought maybe that it had gotten stuck behind one of the walls or something. But then I found a foot just laying on the goddamn driveway one day. I was like, oh, okay. At least I know it's dead. Well, Remy comes running into the house this morning after I let him out like right away. And I'm, and uh, she got a whole fucking bird in her mouth. <laughs> like the whole right wing, like whole carcass of its body. And right away I'm like, oh, shit. Like. Left the door open last night. Like well, they're all gonna be dead. But then I inspected it a little bit closer, and there was a bunch of gravel like frozen to it. So all the other chickens are alive. Just just finally found the body and carcass of the original murder. Well, so that's good. probably why she's all riled up about the chickens. It's probably. nice to get closure. <clears throat> but we're gonna have to gonna have to watch her. I don't think she's quick enough or strong enough to kill one yet. But probably in like a month. All right. Well, this is a hunting podcast. Let's dive into the hunting because I attacked. Well, well Remy's kind of hunting. Well, before before we do, I think we should uh, throw congratulations out to Jared and Kirsten. Yeah, had a they baby. had their kid. Yeah. Uh, what it was it? Girl. Okay. Name. Uh, Breland Jade. Okay. Yeah, he seemed like he was pretty jacked up. Yeah. When was this? Uh, Monday. Yeah. They just they just got home today. So. Well, hey, the baby's doing well. Yeah. Jackson will be looking for a little side piece here in a few years, so look out. Bra- Braylon? Breelan. Breelan. Yeah. Bushad. Breelan. I All was right. trying to figure out if, a, if she had uh, good long arms or not. I think she keeps her Denar arms, you mean? Or like, yeah. like Jake arms? Well, yeah, Jake and Jared. Yeah. Just long arm freaks. Are they listeners? She's made to wrestle. No, I don't think so. Oh. Too cool. Okay, Don. Yeah, he figured Don would listen to the old milk route. Maybe he does. I don't know. So, the weather recently has just been gorgeous. Today is pushing 60. Is it 60? No. It's, it's 50. It, yeah, it hit 50 on my way here. I thought I saw a high of 58 today. Well, yeah. not here. Like maybe next Tuesday. Four, well, it says 46 right now. Oh. I did see 50 on the truck. All Same. Right. So 50. Same, man. Cool, whatever. Everything just feels really warm right now. Well, where are we at? Where are we doing this today? It's been a while. We're in the barn. Doors are open. I'm looking out into the field. I feel like I'm a little bit distracted because I keep just looking out there. It's been a while. You haven't seen this view probably since. Yeah. Well, I got season. some pigs in the background now. We brought some pig home, little piglets home yesterday. Well, yeah. Regular old McDonald farm nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be my little food plotters. Well, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. 
Yeah, there was there was like thirty deer out in the field again the other night when it got cold. That day it got cold. Must have been Monday night. Monday night was cold. Yeah, yeah I went and walked that field again today. No horns. So I've found I've only found two sheds. I got right now. I know this is such a cop out because you complain about the deep snow two weeks ago, but it is absolutely terrible to walk out there right now. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's like every other step. Like one step is just solid ground. Next step, you're you're. I mean, you're sinking. And your feet are sliding around. Yeah, ankle, then ankle you go in into knee. Then there is like knee deep drifts out there still. <laughs> it's just <clears throat> we're all over the place. Big thing on the like food plotting or land management side right now is I'm a little bit caught off guard on this. Like this is we're getting into prime time to frost seed. But like the frost seeding experts claim that the, when the last bit of snow melts, you want to frost seed into that when it gets under six inches. So well, are you talking frost seed? You're talking pasture, right? Not well, no. Any like if you're if you're doing like clover plots. Okay, I didn't know if you were talking residential. Yeah. frost seeding <clears throat> or agriculture frost seeding. Residential, like a yard. It's the same. Yeah, concept. you're a big yard guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna That's try. another thing that I don't like about you. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to try that uh, this year. I'm going to try frost seeding, grass seed, like actual just like lawn seed. I don't know why it wouldn't work. It's the same concept as long as the birds stay out of it. Yeah, and I mean half the seeds that you planted last – because I planted in the fall, like the thought is that they're going to carry over. Um, Yeah, majority of the frost seeding I have to do is pasture, which is most of the pasture mix. The closer that we're getting (laughs) – oh, God. I met with the NRCS today, and I was telling them all these, all the different varieties and the pasture mix that I was wanting. And I felt bad for the guy because he's like, well, I, I wrote the plan for like three species or something. And I'm like, well, the deer really don't like those grasses. <laughs> we got to pump the legumes in there. So the further we go back, I'm I'm planting heavy legumes in the pasture. So the red clover, white clover. I might even get some peas mixed in there. Um, but, yeah, I think most of it's going to be frost seeded. I guess the one thing in these mixes that I will not frost seed that I guess does not work very well is alfalfa. But other than that, I feel like all the small clovers and smaller grass seed should work. Where do you stand with the pollinators? Any update on that? Yeah, he's, yeah we, told, we went over the, the planting list, and it was actually – I was pretty happy with uh, – the blend that they put together there was uh a lot of milkweed in it some different uh goldenrod species um little oh, what is it like little indian so there's like the grasses that people plant a lot of times for like deer bedding there's two grasses called little there's big blue stem and little blue stem and they perform well around here but they tend to fall down in the winter, so they had that in for the grasses, um, and then I asked them if they could add in cave in the mountain. So cave in the mountain, switchgrass supposedly stands up better. I was surprised at how many grasses they had in it. So it's a ton of forbs, like majority of it's forbs, but it almost like I mean, you put little blue, like little blue stem and big blue stem, and then cave in the mountain. I mean, that's you're looking at like that's just native grasses. So I asked him, and he said that people will kind of double up on programs where they'll do pollinator plantings, and then they'll enroll that area into CRP. 
because it's the same i mean it's the same shit you just get more flowering species in there and a lot of it i mean a lot of that stuff is, i mean you're looking at deer are gonna hammer that so big thing he said was they don't recommend grazing it in the first year i'd let prefer it, that let it get established so it doesn't yeah but they recommend mowing it so yeah mowing it to maintain it but you gotta mowing it to get a root system well in. mowing it initially just to just to um help with weeds it's like mowing is always a t- like mowing in my mind is only a tool to suppress weeds yeah like i bet if you listen to these podcasts like eight months ago i probably would have said i was like the anti-mower anti-weed guy but the ragweed can get aggressive and i think it probably would choke the these a lot of these things out so you probably do need to mow and i was happy and i was looking for a fucking brush hog today not thrilled about it another thing you gotta buy <laughs> but i don't i mean if you lightly grazed it i don't see why that wouldn't be the same as mowing it but i don't know yeah. in theory it seems the same yeah but not in government uh processes yeah because like probably scientifically yeah like define grazing because if you just let them graze it for unlimited amounts of time then yeah it probably wouldn't be a good idea because the purpose of pollinators you need to, the plant needs to get to the point where it flowers so if you're grazing it when it's young it's not going to get there plus you have <clears throat> the species in the blend it's you know it's it's like a tiered species so you have you know like 18 or no like 14 different blends of forbs and they all have well they're it's all purposeful and like the timing that they are they're like blossoming into a flower so you're gonna have fl- early flowers middle flowers late flowers late late flowers so you should always have something flowering as long as the weather is good i was jacked up how much milkweed was in it that's sick a bunch of milkweed around here. Something stink. Someone shit. Probably ball. Probably or Jed. Jed. I thought it was boy. Like, oh. yeah, they ball. Jesus is leaking under the table into my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, I am. Oh man, I cannot wait. We're just getting into turkey time. We just slipped right into it, and I'm hard. I haven't been driving around looking for him yet. Have you been seeing him? No. And Jared sent sent me a video this week where he was watching them there strutting yep. goblin in town. Yep. Was like was that like in a town? Yeah. Yeah. So like pet birds. Pet birds, yeah. Yeah, I almost pulled the trigger and almost ordered a turkey. Oh. Yeah. Oh, farm turkey. <laughs> I just want to look at one. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, there's there's ones that look exactly like Easterns you can order. I'm like, I, I could just stare at this thing all the time. I feel like that'd be awesome. It'd be strutting around my yard. I haven't done it yet. I'm not saying that I won't. But it said in the website that you're supposed to, so they're just going to roost like out in your yard? Because they said that you're supposed to let them roost outside. Oh, really? So they must like fly up into a tree. Yeah. I wonder, how, gotta, I wonder how long it would take for him to rewild. You know what I mean? Like Probably just, never because he's going to be getting food. Every day. He might. Well, geez, right in his like, backyard. Just kick him out there. Yeah, right in his backyard. He can just walk out to the egg field and then. Hey, if we ever need to get, get a good video, on. you know, you just take some of that portable uh, 
portable poultry net that I'm getting, and we'll just go wire up a food <laughs> plot and hide it behind the weeds, and then we'll just call them in. Jeez, that'd be pretty cool. He just well, roosts in one of these trees in your yard and then just flies down and goes and gets some well, tail we'd quick. We'd have and to run him out there first. I don't know. He's going to hear those hens. Natural instinct I don't is going to lure him out there. It would be interesting to see. Every day he's so tame. He's going to get a little bit further out there. He's going to get his ass kicked by a wild tom, probably just not go back out there. Or Jake. Jake would probably get in in his face. Yeah, a group of three of them. We should use him as a decoy. There's not a better decoy than another tom. Yeah, I think there's rules against that. I was just going to say, what's the the DNR say about that? They say no live decoys. (laughs) Right, right Right in the bold print. All right, well. Hey, it's a good idea, but well, what, define a decoy. <laughs> Technically, it's in my pasture, and it's a pasture-fed turkey. Yeah, well, when it's on a leash tied to that <laughs> blind, when it's got a 20, 20 yard radius that I can only roam around the blind. I mean, a prime Tom. Like if he, if if my turkey was just out here strutting in the backyard, which is as we can see, is not far away from where an, a normal turkey could be strutting. I, I mean, <clears throat> just sit out here and just wait for him to come in. He's just think about the stupidest Tom that we've dealt with. I mean, they could do some, and that wouldn't even be that stupid. He sees a turkey up here strutting. He right. probably will come up here. It'd probably be a hen first. I don't know. That's the one thing I am worried about this place. I do want to see more turkeys. Although I did kick up a flock of them walking the woods the other day with a fort, or with a logger. And but, you did. You shot one last year. I shot one last year, but I didn't like the way they were hunting. It wasn't like a fun hunt. I knew what I had to do to kill one, and I was like, I probably can kill one because they're roosting across the valley from me. I wasn't getting hardly – I, I don't even know if – Well, you and I sat out here that morning. We heard them all morning, but they never yeah. showed back. They never showed up into the field. So that – yeah, so I'm, they must have been hunting after that, I think. Yeah, it was. Because I just, I'd hunted a few times, and I'm like, I just need to sit out here for like a day, and I'd probably be able to pull one over at some point. Was it an evening? It was like middle of the afternoon. It'd been the fourth time I I would left and come back, left and come back. Every time I'd left and come back, I'd gone to gobble. And then I left and, I must have went right away, and then left like earlier in the morning, then came back mid-morning, had another little round with them. Came back at like left. They came back at like eleven thirty. Had another round with them. Left. Came back at like two or three, and Kenzie came with me. She could like took her back. Oh, it was late afternoon. That's what it was. Took her back to like make dinner, and then went back out to just sit for like an hour. And oh, you took her back so she could make dinner. Yeah. Nice. Did, did I not say that? Yeah, you did. I'm just making sure that was clear. Well, and she was like done with sitting there. No, they don't get it. Well, does Mar- I, they don't need to get it. Does Maria hunt? Yeah, she uh, she shot a turkey last year. Oh, good for her. Yeah, and then uh, she I bet 10 minutes after she left, I see a redhead just sneaking up. Didn't gobble. Fucker. I know. And I had to shoot him from like 45 yards away because he didn't come up to the decoys either. It was like, I was like, you had to, you, like, you guys got to be like that. Like, sit on the other hillside for two months. And then play a game when you get up here. Don't they all? Well, that's what they do. I know. How many times? Have, yeah, we done. They play the old sixty-yard dance, and then leave, and then. <clears throat> well, a lot less now that like decoys are what yeah, they decoys are. Decoys are really just insane. Is there? It has it gotten to the point where it's like almost an unfair thing 
probably. But they, then they, they can't resist. You get to the point where you're like, I just go out every time and kill one, and then they actually will toss like a week at you where you like you can't kill one. Yeah. And it's like, damn it, maybe I don't know what I'm doing that much that well. And then you go like six days in a row and you smack like one or two a day. That one uh, last year that you that we had with you. With me? No, with Jed. That was an education. Yeah. Which one was that? The one that took like an hour and a half. An hour half. and a half. Watched it strut out in front of us at 50 yards. Uh, out at? Genoa. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was out at the other farm. No. Had him come in off the roost and then just... Back and forth, That's back and forth for an hour for and a half. Normally, it's just like oh, trust 10, me. well, yeah, because of... because normally after ten minutes of it walking back and forth at fifty yards, you're like, well, this thing ain't coming. Guess I got to shoot, or yeah, do something. I right. think our the problem was we were just there's just nothing that we could really do. Yeah, because I was hunting with a four ten. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> got him though. That was the okay, yeah. That was the problem because he, yeah, it was just painful because he would have been in range with a twelve gauge, yep. and we didn't even bring one, did nope. we? Oh my god, yeah. And then what was it? I mean, we did a bunch of crazy stuff yeah. with calling. I think there was there was something that we did, and then he just, but it was I'm not saying like we did that, but like we had tried it maybe like a couple times before, <clears throat> possibly. I think. We both were calling, getting real aggressive. Yeah. And then finally he just broke, which he had broke like twice. Because, you know, they they go in like those little. Like zigzags back and forth, yeah. back and forth, back and, and forth. And then they'll like move forward yep. 10 yards quickly yep. or something. And like he'd done it with a normal shotgun. He had done it where he he was like hanging out at 70 and then broke to like 40 where he could have killed him. Yep. And then stopped again at 30 and then finally came into like 12. Yeah, it came right into the defense. Yeah. But boy, I just God, I quiet what holds them up. I mean, well, it... because like by rights in nature, the hen is supposed to go to the tom. So, but that. You, was the your setup that time? Our normal setup is usually like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, wide was... open field. But it's it's a hen, hen and a Jake, and then a Jake. I can't remember. Usually we didn't have a strutter. strutter. No strutter. No strutter. So there's a hen and a Jake. Yep. Might have been two hens and a Jake. Did but. you place the Jake on the hen like we have? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people talk about the whole decoy setup, like make sure it's facing towards the like make sure the strutter's facing towards the blind because they don't want to see its eyes or and or like make sure the hen isn't doing this or <clears throat> I can't really say much on that besides it does seem Something seems to happen when you put a Tom or a Jake over top of a laying down hen. I just, that, that seems to be the biggest, like for, for decoy placement, that seems to be like the go-to that I tend to. You've had documented multiple uh, fights. Yeah. Or a, like the first, <clears throat> the first big like aha was when we started using Jake's and Tom decoys. It was like, oh, wow. Just saw some shit that we'd never seen before. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, that's the way it's supposed to work. I mean, there's just night and day difference. I, I, I don't. <sighs> yeah, like you don't have them react to to hen decoys the same way. 
Like, they don't come and make contact with hen decoys. No. But they will fight a Jake decoy. Oh, they're just... And you can get them coming where it's just like, you could just sit back and relax and be like, he's done. From like 120 yards away, they're running. And you just know, it's like, they're done. They can come right in here and they'll dance around for a while. and Or you get the long, slow, just takes them five minutes to get one yard, like... That's that's when it's like it's almost a bad thing if they start strutting because then they slow everything mm-hmm. down. The ones that pop their heads over and then they just tuck their wings and they start coming. But both of them have pretty cool. Each each has their own cool features. I mean, I, there's nothing <laughs> like watching a freaking strutted out Tom come over the arch of a hill spitting and drumming and dragging his wings and but then there's also something cool about and we've experienced it multiple times where they just like you said tuck their wings and they're running and they're just titties bouncing <laughs> you just, can't you can't oh you can't beat that that beard is just flop, you see those titties just right. bouncing booties just dropping <laughs> up and down i mean there's nothing that can nothing that can beat that and then they just come and then you just glide in and just whoosh, Pop right up into a big old beach ball, or you know, I've had a few come in and just start fighting. I okay. like, would you? I would say majority come in and they'll strut first. Yep. yep. Like and some they, of them just chose violence, huh? <laughs> Which is just awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm look. I'm besides the fact that I was so stupid that I didn't draw first season. I am really looking. Well, something you didn't draw, it. you just didn't apply for it. <clears throat> Oh, that's right. I, a difference. I forgot about that. <laughs> Both of you did? Yeah, first season? I no, first. I got second. Oh, yeah. One of my brothers has first because they wanted us to take them because they haven't been out in a few nice. years. Yeah, I don't... I'm going to have a few people to take on first season, I think. I th- um, so, like the situation I had last year in this place, and it's the... I feel like we should always talk, start the season talking turkeys with this conversation because... It is the biggest mental hurdle when it comes to turkey hunting. And that is the topic of should you stay or should you go? It's just, there's just nothing worse than that decision. So what we're referring to. Well, it's never right. No. (laughs) Referring to is, all right, we'll set the scene. You head out. Oh, God, I just love this scene, too. It's about 55 degrees. Do (laughs) we? Sunny, calm. Give me like a five to seven mile an hour wind. I don't even want to get. Don't be windy. I hate windy mornings. They suck. I kind of like that. Fifty, actually fifty five would be too warm. Yeah, for the morning. Like forty two. Give me like five to eight degrees over freezing. And honestly, we've had a lot of good mornings where it was like crispy frozen. They just, I think that prime range is give me like forty to fifty degrees. Last year was a little bit too cold. That was when we had the – it was like 13. Well, I don't believe in it being too cold anymore, but, yeah, it sucks for us. But as far as, like, killing a bird. Yeah, we killed a bird. Yeah. So, anyways, 42 degrees, got some goblin taking place right away. Okay. It's one of those more – I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's – they're you're like, ooh. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> then everything starts shutting down. Sun comes up, birds fly down, 
dead silence. Don't hear another sound. Don't really feel great about the way that the last conversations, like you, the the roost talking is such a. I mean, that's a whole other podcast in itself of how much we should talk to him on the roost. I'm just gonna say this. I haven't found it in myself not to, not to call back and forth with them in the morning. I do think someone may have more success by just calling as little as possible in in the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like soft wake up clucks, and then if you get cut off, and they're still in the tree. Really, like, especially if you're within range of hearing them fly down. I think you're probably better off just shutting up. I'm just incapable. Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. Just not going to do it. Because I'll never know whether or not. Because I'll pull them in sometimes off the roost. Like that. Not very often. But I don't think anybody really pulls them in off no, the roost that often. So. No. Have either of you been a part of a hunt where they fly out of the roost into your spread and you take them right away kind of not i don't i wouldn't say like flew down strutted out shot but i've definitely been a part of a lot of hunts well nebraska, nebraska was right. yeah that, yeah, that kind of made up 200 everything. to 400 of them <laughs> yeah you know yeah the flying monkeys that took place anyways <laughs> so we're sitting in a situation you never really felt good about that conversation you had with them on the tree meaning like you weren't getting cut off a bunch and even i've been even at times like that, at times where you've been cut off and you feel like it's game over, hear them fly down, even possibly hear them walking, and they just won't. If it's not part of their morning routine, they just won't go into it. So then everything gets quiet. Probably going to get something to gobble in the next hour or so. And most of the time it seems like they're either down in a bottom Always down in the bottom. Yeah. Here. And it's usually on the neighbor's bottom. Or two neighbors away. So it's not like you can even try and remotely think to sneak down. Or something goes, starts hammering on a different hillside. So you're always stuck in this scenario where it's, hey, do you go move to either the last place that maybe you were working some birds? Or do you go after the one on the hillside? Or do you just sit tight? Yeah, do you do the crazy thing and just sit there? Because I think that's the crazy thing. Like crazy stupid? No, crazy like... Boring, hate it? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I do believe that if I just like used my ass more and my legs less, I would probably kill more turkeys. You just don't have it in you. That's almost how like the blind helps you because it's the blind and yeah. a bunch of decoys just it's such a hassle that... They probably say that probably that's probably been the reason for a lot of our success. Well, last few years. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. When I'm sitting on a lawn chair in a blind, I'm a lot more comfortable than when I'm sitting with my back against a tree. In your ass, yeah. And your my ass, ass is. Oh asleep. yeah, that changes the decision making a lot. If yeah. you go into the wood, or if you go in sitting along a wood line, I mean, this is that's probably. I ain't making nine o'clock. I can no, tell you that. No, it's probably the reason why we didn't have much success when you're younger because you hunt along the wood line, sit your ass down on a tree. And then once they move, it's like, well, I'm not, it's not, you're going to be able to sit here for four hours. It is more fun, though. Like, I enjoy that way more. You can hear everything better. You feel like you're part yeah. of it more. Yeah, Absolutely. you get tight in one on, and you're in the woods with them on the roost. There's nothing better. Yeah, that's, that's one of my goals this year 
is to like just timber one. Yeah, just not yeah, not even be within sight of a field. Ooh, and murder deep one. Deep in the timber. Yeah. That's a good goal. That's a tough one. Yeah. Talk to old Frankie on that one, Tyler Franks. He just canoes his ass back into deep, deep public and mm-hmm. seems to get him every year. Mm-hmm. That's some freak stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah, I so I think that's the that's the large part of the that's the large part of the decision making there is is comfort, unfortunately. And they just have not made they have not made a vest or a portable chair that is good for sitting for a long period of time. Well, I have a chair that I can sit in for a long time, but I don't think you could sit in it for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, well, they definitely have not made one for me, but I feel like so. You think you have like a portable yeah. little chair yeah, that you, love you like carrying love around? It. Really? Yeah. How high is it sitting off the ground? It, mere inches. Okay. Taylor would bottom it's a low pro. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not made for. Either it. you guys get into the vest with the pad on it that like flop flops up to the back, unclip it and it flops down. You sit yeah. On it. Well, yeah, I've yeah. always had one, but but it's still not the same. No, it's terrible. I, I've even got one of them that's got the little kickstand. Yeah, stand. he's got like a really good one, the kickstand, yep. and you lean right back into it. Yeah, and I like Holy that. Holy shit! Yeah, but it's still not like your ass still falls asleep. Here's the deal: combo with a turkey vest. It's not the worst thing in the world. Get a light, like a light. Um, a lot. I've killed a lot of turkeys and been a part of a lot of deaths. Just turkey vest and a light, light, uh, like the lightest lawn chair I can get. Fold up lawn chair like what you're sitting in right now how do you describe that chair yeah lawn chair i know but like not like a it's a collapsible lawn chair it's yeah. nylon it's not like the old aluminum <laughs> with wicker on it yeah nylon that's a good yep. way of yeah the got old, a cup the old baseball you're on the baseball game yep. that got a, chair got a cup holder cup there holder, yeah that's that works well for uh for mouth calls and strikers and such cup of coffee yeah cup of coffee yeah and if you're gonna do that this is the problem I run into is I forget this part is bring a um, like you should, I think bring in like a little one of those like roll up pop up blinds will help you and then bring um, a good clipper because if you just set back yeah, you in, a, a uh, in a brush line yeah, and not you would necessarily don't even need that little blind but I do like it because then it, you don't have to worry about your bottom half at least and then I just try to try to snap off a few limbs across the front of you. Tuck back in three, four yards into the brush. Hopefully have a big tree behind you. But, I mean, especially once you start getting into May and you actually have some foliage on the brush, just tuck right in there. I've just – I've just, I've done it a few times. I just open the chair up. I'm like, this is going to be kind of one of those gross bushes that aren't that easy just to, like, nicely set up. Start sitting in the chair while you're moving down. <laughs> just land the bitch into the always bush. Always thorny. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. Yeah, have you ever got one up your ass? <laughs> have you? Yeah. Like a like a limb doing that? Yeah. Not like up in, but like definitely it? feel it. Like it pokes you. It doesn't yes. penetrate, but it pokes. Yeah. Didn't get through the chair. Sure. So, I don't know. Like you think it's. You you find it so like I hate carrying that type of shit though. Yeah, I'm I'm minimalist when yeah. it comes to that kind of stuff. But I also but don't. The chair sit is so a long important. Time. Yeah. yeah. Which chair. is fine. That's fine. Like to me, it's just like 
okay, I got to find one that's going to play real quick or I move on. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the attitude, like, you already killed one. It's not the last day of the season. Right. You know, don't – I'm not, like, instant life or death if I kill one this season. Like, stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with you. I'd much rather – I don't know. Because you sit in a blind – like, say you sat in a blind every day until noon. You're probably I, – I, if there's birds in the area, I'd put it at, like, a 60% success rate almost. That at some point in the morning, one's going to pop up. You start moving and grooving, 10, 15%. Maybe even five. Is moving and grooving different than running and gunning? No, just a different name for it, man. I think the running and gunning is like, you remember when we used to like just hit the field road, drive 100 yards, stop, hit a call, wait for a response, probably not get one, move another 100 yards, hit it again, hear one, and then... You want to go? Usually I would say no. You would bolt down to the valley, spook it, and then come back up. That one time, I still don't know, forgive me for this. I We had been chasing birds nonstop. It was back when there was actually turkeys around. And you could. You would just drive around and stop and call, and one would gobble, and, like, all day, every day. <clears throat> I don't remember. I don't know where we're going with this. Midday. Probably noonish to one-ish, maybe even like two. We stop and get one to gobble. I'm like, you want to go? And you're like, no. I'm going to take a nap in the front seat. Like, all right, I'm going. <laughs> go. I went a long way. It's like a couple, a couple ridges over. Is this the rel- on a relative? Yeah. yeah. Then get into a spot, like spook one set of them. And I'm like, well, since I'm over here, I'm going to at least set up and call. And move out the point, start calling, and I get into, and it was probably the most aggressive gobbling sequence, close to one of the most aggressive gobbling sequences I've ever experienced with multiple birds. Like, we're talking like six to eight birds gobbling. The whole valley lit up. And we're talk- it's like one or two in the afternoon. Obviously, it woke your ass up in the car. And... At the time, I was like, well, there's, like, hens. There's, like, everything was going on. Like, a bunch of calls. Well, it all fell apart, obviously. Um, I head back to the vehicle, get up there. And I'm like, what the f- I mean, there's so many turkeys just gobbling. Do you hear all them? And you're like, yeah, I was calling to them, too. I'm like, what? <laughs> you're like, yeah, I was calling to them from, from the vehicle? So you're working against me. While I'm two ridges over, calling, trying to work a bird to kill it, you were taking a nap, must have, must have woken yourself up, and then start being like, oh, I'm going to call too. <laughs> you don't remember that? Uh, faintly. I mean. Yeah, you're probably half dreaming. That's a, that's a fucking shitty thing to do if I did it. Yeah, but we were like 18. Yeah. And didn't know what, like. Hey, we're past that. It's okay. It's, fo- it's foliage, not foliage. All right, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I forgive you. Thank you. I've, I I don't. I can't say I've sat and thought about it and just waiting for this day for forgiveness. <laughs> well, I'm not like, I'm not saying that I'm like upset about I was, it. I didn't, I didn't know where you were going with this. I was like, what did I do to fuck it up that you were two hills away? Like, by me well, not I don't think there, you, I don't think you up? fucked it up. I mean, I, I didn't it was help it you. was one of those. De- yeah, no, it definitely didn't help because <laughs> it's like, you, yeah, especially if you're in like a battle with them, and it's like, 
they're like sitting there because they're so stupid. Which way should I go? Oh, there's one over there. Oh, there's one over there. Oh, there's one over there. Oh, there's a live one in front of me. I'm not talking again. <laughs> yeah, it's that's the biggest problem. You get you get one goblin midday, and they get if they gobble too many times. You know, one of those sly bitches are just gonna roll up on them. They always do. How many times the hen steal a tom away from you? More often than I've killed one. It was. It wasn't until last year. I think it was last year that a hen helped us. I would say every experience. Right, describe it. So I don't remember. We were out at the farm, mm-hmm. the other farm, mm-hmm. and those toms came over the hill and stayed like ninety yards away. And then two hens showed up, and I'm like, "Well, we're fucked. They're, the hens are with them." They're going to stay with them. The hens came right in. The hens came through our decoy spread, past our tent, and went behind us. So they followed because they can't resist. And once they entered our decoy spread, that's when – and then that, it was a fiasco after that. I shot no. you blind. See, I, I thought last year <laughs> that one was the ones that, like, the hens did that. They didn't come in. Or they came out earlier or something. I thought that when they came – I thought – when we saw them again, they like started like running at us. I just know that the hens walked through yeah, our I think spread, the, yeah, okay. yeah. past we'll, we'll our blind, the and brought the toms in with them. And then we were both going to shoot. Only one of us shot. Yeah, you shot twice. The first shot I couldn't believe missed because they were like <laughs> less than 10 yards. And then I shot again, and then one fell. And then I looked at you. Why the hell didn't you shoot? And forgot to take the gun off of safety. And then I realized <laughs> I shot my first shot missed because I shot your blind. The support just whacked the front of it. The support <laughs> rod. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Fiberglass rod just blew it up. Yeah, we still got to replace it, I think. I bought them. I, yeah, didn't I know. Be... They're somewhere. They're here. Those uh, those double bull blinds, it's hard to beat them unless you shoot them. Ooh. And honestly, if you, I mean, if for a blind, like, that's the least likely blind to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> but I but you did it. squared it up. Yeah, I mean, if you run it through where the wall is, not an opening. <laughs> I can, I, other blinds, you know, you, you're shooting through a window, but there's a bar going through it. You know, that's the easy one to figure out. No, I, just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain <clears throat> it, but it happened. And a bird died, so. Yeah, you still got it. So, kind of saves the story. It doesn't save my side of the story where I just didn't take the safety off. You ended up, well, you ended up getting one, though, out here. Was it that same nope. season? I got one uh, by permission. Saw it. Oh, called that's the, the, called the landowner. The one you stalked? Mm-hmm. First season, yeah. And then I got one out here, yeah. So, to wrap up the should you stay or should you go. It's all situational. Yeah, well, I just don't. I think if. Pretty much always go. Unless you want to hire, yeah. If like you, you have a kid it, with, stay. or if it's a good, and you brought someone and they have like one day to hunt. You just got to explain to them. It's like, hey, we could go running around. It'd be kind of fun. Most likely we're not going to get one. Or we can sit here, pack it in for the morning, and there probably will be something that shows up. They just, I don't think they can control themselves, honestly. Like, I think they're so curious that eventually they will come. And I think they have a lot of, like, I think they're kind of routine-y, so, like, you know, a lot. Of, it seems like they go down to the bottoms a lot right away in the mornings. I don't know what they're doing down there. Drinking Eating water, yeah. A little parched in the morning after hanging out in the tree. Gobbling but then we set up in the off. bottoms on them. 
Nightmare. <laughs> and they go to the top. Nightmare. They go to the bottoms that you can't hunt. It's like, how do you hunt a rocky ditch? I don't know. It'd be fun to try it sometime, though. Well, I have. I have never set up in the morning in a rocky ditch. In like a... Like a rocky wooded ditch. Never done it. I'm not saying I set up in the rocks, but I mean, not very far away from it. I've sat in ditches before. Like bottoms. Like It's been a while, though. We've learned. We've put ourselves in better situations. Yeah, but I... It's tough. It's tough figuring out how to hunt them in the woods. The woods is tough. Is a tough place to hunt them. They are, they are some really impressive animals in the sense that they have some insane eyesight and insane hearing. Now you put stuff in front of them. Yeah, then, they can't help themselves. Yeah, they just can't. Like they get so locked in on decoys, and then they don't. For some reason, they don't understand what a blind is out in the middle of a wide open field. But you're in the woods on them and you don't have any cover or you don't have a blind or even if I feel like if you have a blind in the woods, it's terrible. I can't imagine really sitting in a blind in the woods. I, I have before, but it's ter- it, is, and it is terrible. I have I've before. done it. It sucks. You feel like you're in a hole. But it's just... I I have not had much success in wood in wooded areas. I mean, they're always on high alert. They're just crazy. I've missed a lot of them. Hit trees. I don't know. But to to you know add a challenge, it would be better to get in the box. I think. I don't know. I'm just thinking about this right now. I think I want to try and shoot one with a bow. No, you don't. <laughs> not one of your types of bows. That I don't want one of those. I want to. No, I've pretty much given up on it. I hate it so Any much. Any type of bow, you're yeah, done. I hate it. I mean, it it seems silly to take that element of a shotgun in your range with it, but I don't know. Maybe bring both with, and if they come into the decoy. I can just... promise you that if you bring both with, you will use the shotgun 10 out of 10 times. Why? Why is it? I just promise you. Is it just? It's because you're a weak-willed person, and you put ranch on, or, yeah, ranch on a steak. So, obviously, you're going to use the shotgun every time. Have you killed, like, 10,000 turkeys? No. Then you're going to use what, like, guarantees you success at that stage. Like, you can't hit them with a fucking shotgun that spreads pellets everywhere, and now you want to use a single projectile? Are I, you I, dumb? You haven't had, he hasn't had a problem missing them. Besides, he shot a blind, but... Well, and I remember I missed that one that Billy gave us permission when we were there, oh, that yeah. big-ass one. Shit. But I was that was a pretty easy shot too. Yeah, I. <laughs> hey man, I'm not trying to like attack you on your what, what shooting is, because no, like I'm I've I've you. missed them plenty of times with a shotgun. No, but I, okay, I'm asking you why you don't like hunting with a bow. Because I've had bad success of hitting turkeys and not killing them. Do you think that's because of the bow you were using? Because well, of... I've done it with compounds too. Okay, you, they're just it's such a small area that is, and they're always moving. Yeah. And it's just, why why don't I just put the bead on its head and pull the trigger and watch it flop? And then the head just moves around like a fucking, it's just, yeah, they're tough. Oh. I can't really, I, I, don't, I haven't had a, yeah, I've, I've actually only drawn back on one. 
Well, Nebraska, you, did you guys both get one of the book? <clears throat> no, just Taylor. Jed's had some. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, just some heartbreaking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I've seen him. I've seen the shots. They should have been dead in my, like that one in the bottom. Yeah. With a compound. Yeah. You drive it through its chest. Yeah. You would think that would just be a dead bird. Yeah, but it wasn't. No. Just left. So you think ideally happened. you get a guillotine blade and you're going for its head? Honestly, if I was going to bow hunt him again, yeah, probably. No, I think I think being really, really patient and waiting for him to turn around. Yeah. Quartering aggressively away or turned straight away. They're pretty vulnerable, like turned straight away. Run that thing right up their spine. Just like shooting them with a shotgun. I mean, you will not see a turkey drop harder than when you shoot them when they're walking away. I mean, just like a sack of potatoes drops to hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah, do, I like to, I want to take one with a bowl. Then do it. Then do it. But yeah, you, uh, but you, I will you tell you, really good with your bowl. Do not take a front on shot. Yeah, you can't. The way the way that their their you know breastbone comes to a point yeah. right there, like it's gonna ricochet. Right. So you got to be broadside or broadside or give me a Texas hard shot. Yeah. yeah, if they're fanned out, yeah, you're gonna run right up their ass. But <laughs> most likely they're gonna be walking away, and you're gonna run right up their spine. Mine yeah, was know. mine was a good spot. I mean, mine was lucky because it was he. He just had he was standing straight up, quartering away, and I just tucked it right behind his wing. I'm just thinking. I mean, I I, I don't know because I have not brought a bow with me. But like these experiences where these toms are at ten yards attacking a decoy, and I know they're moving quick. Yeah, they, think about how much jump, they're moving. Yeah, but then but usually there's a there's a yeah, period where be... they step back and they're like, why is this thing that I'm destroying like not reacting? I'd say it's like a small the window. so like okay, let's actually like if we break down Jed's mishaps, the one came in and it was like hung up at like thirty yards. Very awkward shot. Very weird shot. <clears throat> Looking back, probably shouldn't have taken. Well, shouldn't have taken because when it was at ten yards, we didn't see it. Right. It came in. I couldn't get it. Came in silent. Ten yards, strutted out. It was a nightmare getting the camera on it. And then by the time everything, all the dust settled. Yeah, it had moved it was, away. It, it was at 30 <clears throat> yards. Then the other one, yeah, it was a patience thing most likely because you have two of them coming in. And no one we know now, he would never like taken a shot right. while they're walking in like right. that. We just waited and let them mess around with decoys and then waited for one to turn around. And then uh, the other one is just, we did wait. We were patient. And I just fucked the shot up. Yeah, and that comes into it was like directly broadside. Yep. I just like that quarter and away. You just have a little more leeway. Well, also think of how their feathers lie on their body. They that was the issue with yeah, that one because he was fanned out. Yeah. Full strut. Hit low. And you hit low, and you look at the can when you watch it on film. You're like dead bird because I think initially we watched it on the small screens like dead bird. But then you realize like when you go really slow motion, put it on a big screen, how much, how like kind of misled you where on where its body was because the way it's fanned out because yep. a deer you always like aim low like low like hang like heart going for a heart shot you're always like i'd rather hit just you know like tight low you know yep. like leaning towards being low whereas i would assume i think turkey's probably you should like lean towards being higher but <clears throat> 
Yeah, and you're pretty much done after that. Yep. Retired. Yep. Are you sick? I don't know. I, I got a, cold, I got a sure. stuffed up nose. Yeah, it is kind of cold in here. It is. Anything else on the turkey stuff? I think it was pretty good. We'll get into some more uh, stuff. But next week, uh, got a big got a big week next week. Big Mike. Mikey Chamberlain. Yes. Coming back on the podcast. Oh. One of my favorite guests ever. He's the best. Yeah, I, tell, I liked Hank Shaw the other week, a couple weeks ago, really Did a lot. Did you see he, uh, I don't know what you call it on Instagram, when he posts, he takes whatever something you post and puts it on his story? It's like I like a repost. He posted something? Oh, he just posted the podcast? No, the... Um, oh, the video? The other day when yeah. uh, Dave was making that uh, venison, he had reposted it because I think he tagged... Hunt, gather, cook. So he oh, yeah. posted it on his story, and I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." <clears throat> yeah, he was an awesome talk, even though it went terrible in the beginning. But he was fun to talk to. But Mike Chamberlain is just a freak, turkey biologist, just turkey doc. <clears throat> the turkey doc. Yep. Go back to last episode. Take a listen to that. We're gonna be having him on. I think, I think it's Monday, but I believe that's when we're doing it. I don't know. I just had a seizure so we'll see you had a seizure all right thanks for listening